Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan, Panthers Insider, wrapping things up this Saturday morning with none other than E.J. Borghetti. E.J., good morning. Good morning. Pat, how are you? It's a beautiful morning, isn't it? It, it is a beautiful morning. i got to ask you a question. So Hit me. You get, this, you get this tweet from Pat Narduzzi about, you know, obviously, the Football Writers Association of America, Super 11, top sports information department since 2022. Congratulations on that. You responded to every congratulatory tweet that you got. I don't think I've ever seen that. How are your thumbs? <laughs> I think I, I'm still catching up on that. First of all, um, it's a it's a team effort, and uh, I, I am really really blessed to work with some tremendous people and professionals. You mentioned R.J. Seppich and Celeste Welsh. They're not only great teammates, but they're just great friends. And um, you know, when that came out earlier this week, I mean, we talked about it and. This is not fake humility there. The reality is this is a recognition that goes to our players and coaches. Um, we work with a great group of young men in that football program. The coaching staff, beginning with Pat, are incredibly supportive of what we do. We couldn't do our job without their support and cooperation. Nobody is uh, – not one reporter has ever walked into that facility looking to talk to me. Uh, they want to talk to our players. and They want to talk to our staff and uh, – uh, we've got a great group of ambassadors. I call them you know, 150 strong in terms of pit ambassadors in that facility. So this is really a reflection of them and the class that they show when they do these interactions. But it's, you know, it's um, uh, certainly it's a pit proud moment and I'm thrilled uh, to play a, a, a small role in that effort. And um, hey, on to 2023, we've got great opportunities that you've been so well documenting and discussing, and uh, I'm as excited as ever uh, in terms of where pit football is headed and what we can achieve, and that will mean even a bigger media spotlight, and that's what we're striving to do, to uh, cast a wide spotlight on the wonderful things that are happening within the program and within our university. Yeah, and, and talking to E.J. Borghetti, um, you know, it, it's not always about what happens between the white lines, although that is the predominant storyline. You know, over the past few years, we've seen a as as Pat Narduzzi's program has really taken root, you know these these young men, Deslin Alexander, certainly Cal Adamitis, the charitable initiatives that I know Celeste is a big part of. You know, what's it like working with those young men on, on on those stories and bringing those to the forefront? You know, I believe that at the University of Pittsburgh, you are far more than just a football player. You are far more than just a student athlete. And the great Dave Haveron, uh, an architect of another monumental win over West Virginia back in 1970. He said this to me, oh my goodness, it was probably 30 years ago to the point where I was still a student intern uh, in the office and I was interviewing him for a story. And, and Dave said, you know, there is no room in the world for one-dimensional people. You can't just be one thing. Uh, it's too complex a world. And to go out there and succeed, uh, you have to be multidimensional. And that has always stuck with me. And I think that people like Cal, people like Deslin, that really is a reflection of the very, very best of pit football and the very, very best of the University of Pittsburgh. Um, they're impacting the world in so many different ways. You know, football is a passion of theirs. Uh, they're outstanding. They're all-timers on the field. But uh, we have so many young men who are all-timers well beyond the football field. And uh, that is a great, great story to tell. I think, you know, if you go through a uh, name a news or sports website, it's usually just about, you know, who, who had the most tackles, you know, who led the team in interceptions, who passed for the most yards. And, and I think we all understand that. It's a results-oriented game for sure. Did you win or did you lose? But I think the most compelling stories 
uh, and the best reflection of a program or an organization or a team, uh, what are you doing beyond the field? And um, God bless Celeste, who is uh, like family to me. She was there for the birth of all three of our sons. She's uh, We've worked together for the better part of 20 years, and uh, she has really been a spearhead in that regard. And that's her passion to help these young men take their aspirations to make impacts in their community and uh, beyond the field and, and, and bring that to fruition. So that's, that's really very, very heartening. As you well know, you know, Pitt football team led the country in community service hours uh, this past year, and that's a great point of pride. And that's something in addition to the six draft picks, in addition to the 20 wins over two years, in addition to back-to-back first-round draft choices, and uh, over the last four years, ranking third in the country in consensus All-Americans, that is a great point of pride. And you know what that's a reflection of, Pat? A very healthy, vibrant, strong program. No question. And, and, and I want to talk about kind of switch gears here a little bit. And You and I both had the, the great privilege of going out to visit with the Grote family yesterday in, in Swissville. It was a beautiful day uh, as, obviously, sadly, Dick Grote passed away at the age of 92, a, a true Western Pennsylvania legend. But you got to work with Dick and, and, and obviously, Bill Hillgrove coming up on his 50th year. Through the heyday of his broadcasting years on the uh, on the pit basketball radio broadcasts, and you know, I was t- we were talking yesterday, and, and I, I made the comment to you that you know, seldom is there a, a a man that can span multiple universities, play basketball for Duke, have his jersey in the rafters, do forty seasons of broadcasting for pit basketball, and have a passion for the university as if he went there. And also, by the way, was the NL MVP in 1960. I mean, have you met a, a, a bigger legend that was larger than life? You know, the amazing thing about Dick, and, and I agree, in some respects, there, there are probably certain segments uh, uh, of the listening audience out there that equate Dick with Pitt and may even be surprised to know that he didn't go to Pitt as opposed to Duke. And um, a true cultural icon, when you think about the great multi-sport athletes, um, I was reflecting on this this morning. You know, I grew up, I remember watching Danny Ainge playing for the Blue Jays as well as for the, the great Celtics teams of the 80s. Uh, you think about Charlie Ward, Bo Jackson, Deion Sanders. You know, Dick was a forerunner to all of that. And it is so remarkable to do things so very, very well that people want to pay you to play two different sports. It's hard enough to be a professional in one sport, uh, but to do it in both. Uh, moreover, you know, I remember as a kid listening to Dick on the radio, and then I came to be employed by the university, and then I had the opportunity to work side-by-side him uh, for so many years. And my first sport when I came, I was, I was a basketball contact, and I was struck by uh, the guy is a sports icon. He is certainly a Pittsburgh icon, you know, a Mount Rushmore type, and yet you would never know it. His humility, um, his accessibility – was remarkable his humility i never saw the man turn down an autograph uh uh, request i never saw him uh grimace when somebody wanted to take a photo with him it was almost like he understood uh he was blessed to do so many wonderful great things in life and yet he felt like he had a responsibility as a result to pay that back uh to a young fan to an older fan uh, whoever the case may be and um that has always um provided just such a, a, an inspiration to me and a wonderful example that, frankly, we should all follow. Here's this wonderfully accomplished person, and yet um, he was happy to meet you. <laughs> he 
he was, you know, that person may be excited to take their picture with Dick Grote, but he always genuinely was just as excited to take that photo with that individual for sure. Yeah, well, Dick will be laid to rest, and it was a who's who at the funeral home yesterday. He'll be laid to rest today, this afternoon, and, and we'll be up in uh, lovely Ligonier next week at Champion Lakes for his annual golf outing, which supports the Dick Groton Dowd Scholarship at the University of Pittsburgh. It won't be the same at Champion Lakes without Dick being at the bar with a, with a Budweiser. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he was a humble man, um, but the, the seas did part at Rosie O'Grady's when him and Billy walked in there at the Big East tournament. Um, they had their two seats. Guys, you know, for Manhattan, filled with celebrities, international celebrities. But I got to tell you, during Big East tournament week, I think Billy and Dick were the biggest celebrities. <laughs> it was just amazing. They were Pied Pipers to that place, and that was a wonderful era when uh, it's you know hey, seven out of eight years we were playing on a saturday night in new york for a championship uh in one of the uh, country's most prestigious basketball leagues and uh, they just added to the festivities there for sure they were just and pat you and i discussed this but when i think when you talk about most beloved broadcast duos um not yep. only in pittsburgh but uh nationwide uh, billy and dick are absolutely first teamers in that respect um Two grand gentlemen, uh, so good at what they do. And by the way, this gives me an opportunity to uh, give a shout-out to one of my predecessors, Dean Billick, who had the foresight uh, more than four decades ago to add Dick to the broadcast team for basketball when they did not have uh, a regular color analyst. And um, Dick really is, uh, you know, if you could retire a jersey number for a, a broadcaster, uh, Dick should be retired. And um, as you and I have discussed, I think we'll – We'll make our efforts to ha- have that come to fruition in the very near future. Just grand person, and we're all, even though he's no longer earthbound, he is with us and will always be with us. Well, no doubt. And EJ, appreciate your time this morning. Speaking of a, a broadcast icon, Josh Roundtree in the studio with me is going to be taking Bucko Talk next, and it, the, you're going to have to frame this positively with a, <laughs> five losses. But, Josh, this is your opportunity to give G- EJ some praise. I know – Josh Manns, the women's basketball broadcast, and does a great job on that. So praise EJ while you have the opportunity. Yeah, well, first of all, I mean, EJ, congratulations to you and your staff. And I think the thing that I'll just add is, uh, you know, like like Pat said, I travel around the country. I work with a lot of athletic department, you know, sports information people. And I'm not saying this because to do your broadcast, I, I fully and totally mean this. Uh, Pitt is – absolutely the standard when it comes to sports information sports communication um, the people that EJ has in that office that work with him are I think among the very best and and I mean that wholeheartedly from you know EJ and, and RJ and what they do on the football side and then obviously I work very close with Louis Spina at women's basketball as well and, and uh, Matt Plisgo over in men's basketball I mean truly it's it's just exceptional what Pitt does and uh, you know, like I said, I work with a lot of, uh, you know, sports information people throughout the country doing basketball games and uh, truly Pitt is one of the, the very best. And I think a lot of that comes from you, EJ. So congratulations and, uh, you know, very well deserved for you and the entire uh, department and what you guys do just continually year after year as far as just being, I think, truly a gold standard in, in what you guys do in, in sports information. 
Josh, that is really kind of you. On behalf of the squad and all the people you mentioned, I say thank you. It is a team effort, and um, we are so – I would call this the Mutual Admiration Society. <laughs> we are so fortunate to have you broadcasting our women's basketball games. Um, I so enjoy your work during the week. I enjoy your work on game night, and I'm going to enjoy, even though it's been a little difficult stretch, a little mini pothole for the Bucks. I'm going to enjoy <laughs> listening to you and your Pirates analysis, but uh, you're a great person and pro, and, and we're proud to be associated with you. So thanks for all you do. And Thank you. Thank you, EJ. Appreciate well, EJ, it. we're going to let you go. It, j- just like you know, us radio guys, we're gold to EJ until McDonough comes in town with Blackledge, and then we're just an afterthought. <laughs> but uh, EJ, That's not true. You always have a front row seat. Yeah, you know I, that. I know. EJ, we appreciate your time, man. Congratulations. Have a great Saturday. Keep those boys from uh, from beating each other up, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. I had to close the door for this interview. I'll just leave it at that. Good, good luck to you, <laughs> man. A, I know what it's like. One, guys. I know the pain. There he yeah. goes, EJ Borghetti.